What is good, everybody, and welcome back into the Ultimate Wrestling Show. I am your host, Carlos Fierro, and boy, today is the start of something new, and oh my god, I am excited. This has been months in the work. I am excited. I am so happy that I finally get to share this with all of you. AEW. I want to talk about AEW for a little bit before we get into the main premise of what this is. AEW, I know I haven't covered it as much as a lot of you all would want me to. The reason I haven't is because the stories, it hasn't been, there hasn't been anything that would, that I think out of my show would bring in more listeners, aside from the CM Punk coming back, and I'm still processing that, and you will hear my thoughts, on my full thoughts, I know I've said it's going to come, I've said it multiple episodes, but tomorrow you will get my thoughts on the CM Punk return, you will see my, in my AEW Dynamite review, I am going, I'm excited, I do watch the shows, I've watched AEW because they have a lot of my favorite wrestlers. I'm a huge Darby Allen fan. I'm a fan of John Moxley, obviously. I'm a I'm a fan of Jungle Boy. MJF is a badass. Chris Jericho is just yeah. Orange Cassidy's hilarious. Jungle Saurus, everything like. Hell, I like Tony Khan. I'm a fan of Tony Khan myself. That's saying something. So yes, I am not a full WWE mark. I know most of you might think that because all I do is cover them. But all I do, I like to cover the shit that I like. So I I like, which one do I prefer? I do prefer WWE from AEW, but that is just my preference. But I do like both of them. And that's another thing I want to get into real quick. Can we normalize liking both of them? And can we stop comparing? Why does everything have to be a competition with a, in, the, in the wrestling world? Like, why? Why do we make everything a competition for the wrestling? Like, wrestling-wise, us wrestling fans love to compare. Oh, CM Punk came back for an AEW, so WWE brought Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. Why is that how we think? Why is that our mindset? Why is that the first thing we think of? Why can't it be, wow, AEW brought back, brought, back, brought back CM Punk. Also, WWE brought back Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Can we just enjoy both products? I'm not saying they're both perfect. No. But can we stop comparing it like... I promise you, Tony Khan doesn't give a damn what WWE is doing the same way I don't think Vince McMahon cares. We just make it a hypothetical war. This isn't WCW versus WWF back in the day. They're two separate companies. Would I love to see them work together and like do that type of thing again? Yes. But like... Why is it always WWE versus AEW? Why can't we just sit back and enjoy what we are seeing as a wrestling, as the wrestling world? Why? 
why can't that just happen? Is that too much to ask? Like, every time I open Twitter, it's something, oh, WWE did this, but AEW also did this. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't understand. Why, why can't we just enjoy both of them? And then every time, like, you start trying to start a conversation, the first thing someone asks you is, like, and I get, I've had this question asked to me on, like, Discord's chats and, like, DMs and shit. Like, who, oh, so what company do you prefer, AEW or WWE? And who do you think is better? My response to that has always and will always be, can we just enjoy both of them? Like, what? what is so bad about enjoying both companies? I watch, I watch WWE every week. I watch Raw, I watch NXT, and I watch SmackDown. I watch AEW every week. I watch Dynamite and Rampage every week. Do I have a life? No. <laughs> but yeah, like, that is, that is, that's too much to ask to just, like, stop comparing them. So, let's get into why I'm so excited about this episode. About a little bit less than two months ago, I did an episode, which is to this day, my highest listened episode of all time, on both of my podcasts. And that is Invasion. I titled it Invasion. The premise behind me, the but the premise behind Invasion here on the podcast was I took over WWE from the year 2000 and I rebooked it. I got burned out because I didn't do it correctly. I attempted it again, Invasion 2, and that did pretty well as well. It, last time I checked, I think it has like five listeners, which is not bad. But it tired me out, like it would wore me out. It would really tire me out making those episodes because a lot of things go into making those types of these. Any episode I make, a lot goes in. So like, it's not I just, it's not I just turn on the, uh, I just get on the app. I just get on and I click record and then I just start rambling and rambling. Like that's not it. I... I do my research beforehand. I I watch the shows. I do the reviews. I talk about them. And then like for the special shows like this one, I uh I do the research. I make sure my facts are correct. I make sure I get the names correct. So like it takes time. And then I record because I love it. So yeah. It's not that easy. So that is why I did decided I can't do this invasion stuff anymore. But now I'm attempting it with AEW. And, but what I do like about this is being, because I love rebooking. I love watching the fantasy bookings. I love watching Adam Bumpling or however you pronounce. I love Adam, how Adam would book. I love watching all those fantasy bookings. Like, I love it. I love it. And that's one of the main reasons I started the podcast in the first place was to be able to rebook. Because that's always what I've loved. I've always loved covering wrestling and giving you my thoughts, but then also having this fun 
creative stuff to the side where I could also do this and expand and my wrestling mind I, I I have so many ideas going at a time that like it's it's, it's really fun so the way I'm going to do this is instead of doing how I did it for WWE which is I'm only going to book the pay-per-views and not nothing else that was not the fun I didn't have fun doing it. I'm not going to lie. It did not feel fun to me. So that's why I stopped it. So I think I found a way where I could make it easier on myself. And also make it more fun on myself. Which essentially will make it more fun to listen to. Because here's something else. And I know I've rambled for like 10 minutes. But I never want to do something. I never want to record an episode that I wouldn't listen to myself. I'd never want to do something that I wouldn't want to watch or enjoy myself. And that's my mindset heading into every episode. Like, if I'm not, if I don't feel the energy, like, I've scrapped a lot of episodes because I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't me, this isn't who I am. And like, so yeah, I always want to do things that I would enjoy hearing. So, yeah. So here is how it's going to work. I'm going to take over W I mean AEW from October 2nd, 2019. So I'm going to take over week by week, so October 2nd then the following week, then the following week, then the following week, etc., etc., rebooking the shows and creating my own storylines, my own champions, my own like I'm going to run AEW. That's similar that's how I did it for WWE. So that is how I'm going to do it. Tony will still be around, so he will still, but I will be like the man pulling the strings like the puppets. <laughs> and I found another thing that would make it more fun. I'm going to pick the arenas and the sh- where it takes place. So yeah. I do think it would it's cool that way and it's better and I'm excited for it. So let's get right into it. Originally, October 2nd, 2019's Dynamite was in the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. But I I have a I have a better I have somewhere better that I want to do it. It's somewhere that I think it could benefit it. I want to do it. I want to do it. You know what? I'm going to do it in MSG. Madison Square Garden. We are doing AEW's first show in Madison Square Garden. And guess what? I think with the card that I can build, we could sell out. AEW could sell out MSG. Right? Because, like, the build-up, we are going to start building this up from here. We are going to give every match in a full gear, which is going to be our first pay-per-view since it's week, it's going to be our first pay-per-view after the start of the new weekly show on TNT. Blah, 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 blah. 
it's going to be the first pay-per-view that I really will book. I know I've missed like a lot more pay-per-views and all of that. But yeah, I want to do the first show. Because remember, this is the first show AEW is going to do on live TV and like everything like that. So I think it should be treated like a special occasion. And there's no bigger arena in the world. You look at WWE, pro wrestling in Madison Square Garden. And I think that we could have at very close to a cl- sellout. Yes, we could sell out MSG or at least, at the very least, get close to it. Alright, so that is how we can get very, very close to it. Oh, shoot, don't do this to me now. Oh, crap. Okay, never mind. I thought we lost internet for a second. That would have been bad. Okay. So we are going to get started. Let's do this. So look, I'm looking at the match cards. So all titles are going to be vacated. All titles are going to be vacated. So the AEW World Championship, the TNT Championship, the uh, AEW Tag Team title, the uh, and the AEW Women's title are going to be all vacated. And the way we're going to do it is that we're going to have the crowning of each champion at full gear. I'm, that's how I'm thinking of doing it, but I might change it. The first match for uh, all right. So the first match of AEW actually ended up being Cody defeating. Yeah, no. So the way I'm going to start it, the first ever match, the first match that we're going to kick off the show is two people that I'm going to be my folk, one of the more, the feuds that I really want to see. The feuds that I want to like book and I think would be really good for business and for like the audience. And that is an Darby Allen and Jungle Boy feud. A Darby Allen and Jungle Boy feud for me would be entertaining. So the first AEW ever, like on TV, on live national TV. First of all, the the days before. So like, we're going to advertise this shit like crazy. And I mean like crazy. I'm going to, me being the guy that's in charge, all right? I'm going to be taking charge of everything. I'm going to contact. USA Network, and try to get an ad of AEW Dynamite on Monday Night Raw. On Monday Night Raw. This is 2019, so Raw is still watchable and is one of the top programs. So I want to take advantage of that. So I'm contacting Vince, and I'm saying, hey, 
we want those. So we get those eyes. And then I'm hiring a really good social media department where we just tweet and get people excited. And every big thing. And look, the the NBA is also around. And TNT at tw- in 2019 had show had games, had double headers on Tuesdays. I am using that chance as well to promote my show. So get people excited pre-show. Like the days before, the days leading up to the to your first live TV show, you should advertise that like crazy. So once we get that, we we sell out MSG. Because our social media department will, will promote this well enough. And people will hear about this and be like, oh my god, this is going to be... What is this? Like a maybe... What is this new thing? Everyone is so eager to want to see what the new thing is. To see if this becomes a new shit. And I think it will. So people go out and just see it. Because they're like, if they're in MSG, they're a big deal. So that is my way of thinking. So we have that sorted out. Business decisions sorted out. And the way we kick off the show, before we get to the first match, the way we kick off the show, huge pyro, Tony goes out and welcomes everyone. And then Darby Allen's music hits. And he cuts a really damn good promo. And in that promo, he says, my name is Darby Allen. And by the end of the night, all of you will remember that name. As for you, Jungle Boy, everyone's going to be chanting my name by the end of the night. For you, by the end of the night, I will be the name... You hear in your nightmares. Because that is who I am. I am a thing of nightmares. I am Darby freaking Allen. I am a man, Darby. I mean, I'm a man, jungle boy. You're just a little boy. So get out here and let me squash you. And look, sure, that may not be the best promo, but I think Darby Allen could make it sound better than I can. So Darby Allen challenges Jungle Boy to a match right there, right now. And that is how we open the show up at MSG. Jungle Boy comes out. With uh, Luchasaurus and with uh, with whoever with the other who else is with him? Dang! Why why do I always forget that other member of Jurassic Express? It's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Ah, oh, shoot! I feel so bad. Okay, I can't remember it. So it's, he comes out with Jungle Boy. He comes out with Luchasaurus and someone else, and he says. You say you're the things of you say you're the thing of nightmares. The only night you think your name is gonna give me nightmares. This ass whooping I'm gonna give you, junk Darby, is gonna is gonna give you PTSD. 
And every time you see trees or every time you even hear the word jungle, you will cry. Because I am, you say you're a man, you say you're, you're a man and I'm just a boy. Well, I'm a better man. I'm more of a man than you ever will be. I'm more of a man than you ever will be. And I'm ready to prove that here in the Big Apple, in the greatest city of the world. And then they just have a banger of a match. They just have the best match. Like MSG is going nuts. What a way. And that is going to be the thing that drives the feud. Every single week you're going to hear it. Like I'm I'm going to change the promos here and there. But it's going to be that Darby Allen thinks he's more of a man. And the nightmare things. We're going to get more into it. More detailed into it. Because like that's the thing. You have two of the best talent. You have two of the youngest and really best up and coming talent. Now this is really damn good. Like this is good job. They can put on great matches. You see them perform. So the next match is a triple threat match. It's a triple threat match for the number one contendership for the vacated AEW Women's Championship. And here are the three women that are going to compete in that one. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Penelope Ford and Awesome Kong. Yes. I think DMD, Penelope Ford, and Awesome Khan could should be those those are the ones those are the three women that I really think should be the ones that are the women they should run the women's division for the first couple of months of AEW. And here's and then watch before the match, Tony Khan is going to come out and give the setup. A special stipulation. He's going to say. Look. The winner of this match. Automatically advances to full gear. November 9th. And that's when he announces where full gear is. It's not in Baltimore. It's in a stadium. I know, look, I know I'm going crazy, but AEW, the hype would be real. The hype will be real. Take advantage of it. He's like, the winner of this match match advances automatically to full gear. August, I mean, to full gear, November 9th at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas. So it's in Dallas. It's not a state. That stadium ain't difficult to get. And then the loser, the losers, will fight it out next week to see who joins the winner. So that adds crazy stipulation, and they put on a great match because that's what I think. The way AEW should be. Is they should always promote themselves as different than WWE. And uh, 
They should constantly be... They should be... If WWE is sports entertainment, they should be pro wrestling. They should show pure pro wrestling, which is what they do. And that's why I think AEW is so good. That's what. That's one of the things that make that makes AEW so great is that they don't try to be. Is that they don't try to uh, to be sports entertaining. So to make the long story short. Dr. Britt Baker wins and is automatically going to Dallas to see who she faces. So next week, next week in, uh, what's another, next week we will have Penelope Ford versus Awesome Kong to see who joins Dr. Britt Baker. In Dallas. So those are the first two matches get the crowd hyped and pumped. And guess what? The next three are championship matches. The men, we have to crown the champions because I want to start moving forward. So we're going to crown a TNT champion, AEW tag team champs, and an AEW world champion. I look at this roster, I'm looking at the roster right now, and there are really, this, this, this roster at that time was alright, but there are a couple guys I could see being in charge of that, uh, of that, um, TNT, um, that mid-card division. But look, I think this could be a great thing. The, the inaugural... TNT champion. This could be something entertaining. So look. It's going to be. A match. Between. Hang, Hangman Adam Page. And Evil Uno. Evil Uno is one of my favorite talents in AEW. And I think. He can do it all. And hang, Hangman Adam Page. It has was always over from, with the crowd. So I think this would be a great thing. You know who Hangman Adam Page reminds me of? Hangman Adam Page reminds me... There's a new series that I'm watching, and I recommend all uh, pro wrestling fans to watch it. It's on Stars. It's called Heels. It's starring uh, Stephanie Mel. And Stefan Amell's character, I can't remember his name, but he, Stefan Amell's brother, is so similar. He looks, he looks a lot like Kingman Adam Page. I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, Adam Page. But that's, he reminds me so much of that, so I just wanted to get that off my chest. So Hangman Adam Page and um, Evil Uno go a good 15 minutes. They get a good 15 minutes in front of a man and... An MSG crowd that is already really hyped up because they've just seen really good matches. So guess what? Hangman Adam Page wins. He is the inaugural TNT champion. Because we still are building up this roster. We're still signing people and things like that. So yes, 
That is how I think that should happen. Now, let's get to the tag teams. The segments, I'm not going to start segments. I want to focus this first week, this first week, on um, on the fights, on the wrestling, on, to, on getting eyes on the product. So, that really is how I think they should do it. They shouldn't... Sure, they could have a couple backstage interviews. Like, the interview parts, yes, we could have it. And then promotion, promotion. But for the first week, for the first week, it's an MSG. But I want to keep it strictly wrestling. That's why we are going to have... We are going to have, like, six matches. I don't want to have the... uh, we're going to start like the feuds and the booking and that thing like next next week. So the next match is for the tag team championships. And look. It's going to be the Young Bucks because they're going to find a way to get themselves there. But then they are not going to be winning because let's be honest, I hate them. I do not. I despise the Young Bucks. I am one of those guys. So, yes. Young Bucks versus Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. I want to see them as a tag team because that would be so much fun. And once again, similar to the uh, to the Hangman Adam Page match, these guys go a good 20, 20, 20, 20 25 minutes. And every time it looks like the Young Bucks are going to win, they, um, Ray and uh, Pentagon kick out. So we keep that going for a match. And then like. We just give them really good matches. And then Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. will win. But this starts a feud with the Young Bucks. Which yes. But they win in a way which makes the Young Bucks still look strong. For the feud. Because that's one of the main problems in WWE. There's a way. To have the guy win. But still make the loser still look strong. And that's a problem that WWE doesn't seem to understand. Like, it's not that difficult to make people look strong even though they lost. Look at, and they do, and it, and they can't say they tell, and they can't tell me they don't know how to do it because they did it. They did it at um, in at SummerSlam. They, Sheamus, lost to Priest, but Sheamus still looked really strong. He still looked good. He, that's what makes it believable that he's going after Bobby Lashley. That's what makes it believable. That's what definitely makes it believable. So I think that's what we're going to do. We get new tag team champs. This is the match that I want to book. This is a match that I've won. The main event. We're main eventing a sold out Madison Square Garden. Who fans are thrilled. Fans are loving this because they are getting... Amazing matches. Fans at home are in, are loving this product because they are getting, they are being heard. Here's the match. It's not a typical match. It's actually. It's a fatal five way. It's a fatal five way between Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes. John Moxley and MJF. Yes, I'm putting MJF. I'm booking MJF as a strong main eventer. 
All right, I don't think he should be dealing with the mid card yet, as until we fully build up that division, not yet. They go on, we give them thirty. To f- we give them thirty minutes. We give them thirty minutes. We give uh, the main event thirty minutes because that is what I think these men deserve. And they just beat the crap out of each other. They beat the absolute crap out of each other. So, I think you could have a lot of people win. You could have Kenny Omega win now. You could have um, Jung. You could have MJF. You could pull the trigger on Cody. But I wanna. I don't think it. I. I'm gonna have John Moxley win because I think Moxley is the smartest and safest choice. Because the crowd loves Moxley, we'll just book because Mox has something with him. He's got that charisma. He was the biggest missed opportunity WWE used. They, 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 ins- that was BS what they did to him with that heel turn. And then when he turned, the fact that he turned heel on the same night that Roman announced he had cancer, that was bullshit. That was complete bullshit. And like, I did, that pissed me off a lot, being a long-time S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, like, the timing was bad, and then they didn't give him the, they didn't give him the, uh, the proper heel run, the, the feud with Seth, but Seth wasn't fully a babyface, so it all went to mess. The the only good thing that the WWE did was his send-off. That last match was a banger. I've watched that match so many times. It was really damn good. But then... So essentially, what, what us at AEW... What, w, what AEW has had to do... Was to make John Moxley... A name again. Like, And that's the problem. That's my biggest issue with WWE. Is like... They get these guys... That... Have so much momentum, with so much heat, so lovable, so charismatic, so incredibly talented, and well known before they join the company, but then they don't know what to do with them, and and then they just tire. And then it gets to a point where no one cares who they are. Look at Karrion Cross, badass. They built him up like an unstoppable. Beast in NXT. He then goes up to the main roster. Everyone's excited. Oh my god. It's going to be crazy. And then he he loses to Jeff Hardy. In, in, a, in less than a minute. In less than a minute. Loses to Jeff Hardy. Who by the way is a babyface. But used cheating tactics to win. That ruined the man. And then go back there. Then the whole thing with NXT. Like that was. And then you ruined the man because guess what? On his on his send off at NXT TakeOver. The last thing he heard wasn't you are amazing. Thank you. You deserve it. He, he got let booed to Hardy. He left. He exited the building. Too hardy chance. So WWE really doesn't know how to like. You and that ticks me off. So that is what I need. That is what us at. That's what 
I'm going to say us because right now I'm controlling AEW. That's what AEW we have to do. Is take these names that maybe WWE worn off and make them bigger. And then use our own grown names like we're doing with MJ. Like we're doing with Darby and Jungle Boy and what we're going to do with like all these guys in the future. And really make... And really just make them big. That is my issue with the WWE. They don't know how to make stars anymore. It's it's true. You see it. You see it with guys like Cross. You see... Look at what's happening with NXT. Triple H worked what? What was it? When did NXT start? 2010? 11 years of, his, of that man's life. Wasted because Vince doesn't know what to do with the stars. You cannot have your main champion go out on his last night to Jeff Hardy chance. That is unacceptable. That cannot... And that's a Vince decision. I don't care what anyone says. No one can tell me that's a hunter. That's Vince. That truly is what happened. And that is what AEW... That is what I will give AEW credit. They know what to do with their names. They've made John Moxley bigger than when he was Dean Ambrose. And hate him or not, they made Cody a bigger name. They made Christian... Tell me who expected Christian Cage to come back and win the Impact Championship. Nobody. CM Punk. They brought, They did the impossible by bringing back CM Punk. Seven years gone. Seven years. He did an interview in 2014. I believe it was 2014. Something I've seen on TikTok and all over social media. Where a reporter asked him, will we ever see you in the squared circle again? He said, nope, not a chance. Seven years later, he is back. And that is where I will end this. Here's where I will end this. If you make fun of the crying, I will say I completely agree with CM Punk saying that if you guys are making fun of the crying crying uh, CM Punk fan, then you're making fun of him. So... Yeah, that was my mini rant about WWE and, yeah. What else, what else, what else we got? Oh, the Adam Cole situation, yeah. I completely forgot about that. We will get into more detail once I have it. Apparently, they don't know when his contract's up, so that is just, that is great. And it would suck to, to see him go, it really would. He is the reason I am an NXT fan. He was those matches that he did at TakeOver with Gargano, with Champa, Especially that two out of three falls match with Gargano. And the one he had with Kyle O'Reilly. The man is a legend. But he needs to leave that company and he needs to go to AEW. Because they are going to ruin him in WWE. They are. They are going to do exactly what they're doing to Cross. And I would, I would not blame him. And I would not be surprised if after 90 days, we, we see him in AEW. That is what I think will happen. I hope it happens because the matches he could put on with guys like Darby, with guys like Chris Jericho, with CM Punk... 
Adam Cole CM Punk match sells out any arena any day of the week. Don't know and I don't think anyone can deny it. Adam Cole versus Omega would be amazing. I think CM Punk and Adam Cole would be really fun. I would like to see that match now, please. <laughs> and that is where I'm ending this show. Thank you so much for everyone who listens. My name is Carlos Fiero and peace out.